Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And we have a special guest back again today for the Big Ten uh, preview, conference preview. He was with us for the SEC. Michael Story, welcome back. Power running games, fellas. Power running games. Oh, and God. Ohio State, of course. Thanks, well, guys. Hey, listen, there's not all that much. I mean, there's some power running games, but you got you got the the Maryland's of the world. You have the Purdue's of the world. Come on, there's some options out there. No, that's fair. That's fair. I'm just uh, I'm excited to be back. Thanks, guys, for having me, and I'm excited to talk Big Ten football. All right, well, let's get right into it. Uh, the Fighting Illini. So we 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 ended the SEC with Vanderbilt. And we're starting the Big Ten with the fighting line. <laughs> well, they might I not be I... the worst team in the Big Ten. It's possible. Um, you know, Brett Bielema, um, they they improved last year under Brett Bielema, head coach. Um, I think it's probably more likely that they take a step forward than they take a step back. With the overrunner sitting at four and a half, um, I think they're going to improve. Uh, they got a new offensive coordinator this year. Um and they had one of the better defenses uh, in their division. So I'm going to go over on the Illini just to kick it off. Hey, I was going to say, I think Woj kind of tipped his hat to this one's story. I'm just going to, I'm going to go off a of context clues here. He doesn't think they're a good team, but I'm <laughs> going to take your side, Mr. Story. I'm taking your side. Anybody that listened to our SEC preview, they're going to be stunned. They're like, what, are these guys agreeing on something? But no, I think they get over. They got some good things. You mentioned the new offensive coordinator, Barry Lunny Jr. That's who it is. You remember UTSA last year? They were a good football team. That's where he's coming over from. I think some things could happen. Mr. Chase Brown, back there at running back. Come on, he's going to do something. That O-line... If you can believe it, they had two NFL players last year. They went to the NFL. They have to replace them, but I think they get something done. I think Mr. Chase Brown takes care of the rest of the load that they're missing from those men that went to the next level. So I'm going to take the over on this one, baby. I mean, you said it right there, Wall. They have to replace the offensive line. Poor Chase Brown. The guy's about to have a breakout year, but he can't do anything because he got no one to run behind. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just don't see a line I doing it. Uh, they do have da- Tommy DeVito, who's going to be fighting for the for, for the quarterback job. He's the Syracuse transfer in the portal, but I don't know. I, this is a tough one. I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say under on that one. I'm going to move on to another terrible team in the Big Ten. That's Indiana Hoosiers. While you were big on these guys, I think we all were, what, 2019 that was? Uh, what are your thoughts this year? Yeah, I was, I was big on them. I think it was 20 I think years. Woj. It's it's so hard to remember the years. I was not big on them last year. I, I will say that. But yeah, I was big on them a few years ago. This year, I don't know. I, I'm going to go with the over. We're sitting at four with the over. You know, if I get that push, I, I'm going to be fine with it. They get shivers. You remember shivers? That's my boy. My boy from Auburn, running back, power running back. He's headed to Indiana, you know, but again... <laughs> We keep mentioning it. You need an offensive line if you want to run the ball. They they got experience back there with a bunch of returning linemen, but they, they just aren't that good. So we shall see. But I'm going to go over four. I like the Hoosiers, baby. Hoosier State, Hoosier up. This is um this is a surprise, but here we go. 2-0. I'm going to take the over on Indiana. All right? This is a team that was really uh, cut down by injuries last year. You know, They lost Michael Penix Jr. He transferred out west somewhere, uh, Washington or Washington State. Um, and, but they got in Connor Blazelak, Basilak, 
from uh, from Missouri and is an experienced quarterback, so it's probably a wash there. Um, if they're healthy, you know their their coach is also on the t- the hot seat again. Tom Allen, uh, he cleaned house last year, uh, but their schedule doesn't set up for them to be that tough, except for you know a, a couple of tough ones in Michigan, and they probably regret scheduling Cincinnati as a non-conference one. But um, yeah, you don't you really don't want to add playoff teams to your schedule if you can avoid it. That said, I still think this team takes a step forward. Um, there's winnable home games, Illinois, Maryland, Purdue. Um, I'm going to go over Indiana. I am taking the hard under here again. I'm going against you guys in all of these. I, I mean, they they played so bad last year. Uh, this is a Tom Allen, uh, let's recover something. I don't want to get fired here. Um, this is, this is not going to be good for them. Um, I mean, you're looking at an Illinois, Idaho, Western Kentucky, maybe all three of those possibly a win. Then you have at Cincinnati, at Nebraska, Michigan, Maryland, Rutgers, who is an improved team this year, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State, Purdue. What one of those teams are they going to beat in the Big Ten? I don't see it happening. We shall see, Woj. We shall see. We shall see, and we shall see how our Iowa Hawkeyes do, Wall. We have our Iowa Hawkeyes up next on the slate. What are your thoughts going into the 2022 season for the Hawkeyes? My thoughts? You're going to let me lead this one off, Woods? All right. Yeah. I'll take the mic, baby. I'm just hoping they're better than mine. Well, you know, the the hard thing with the Hawkeyes, Woods, is that, you know, we got to drop our opinions at the door. You know, this is the rundown. We are out there for the people. We're out there for the nation. We need to leave our bias away from here. You know, we can't have that on this show, Woj, which is why I'm going over seven and a half. They're going oh, undefeated. Boy. They will not lose a game this season. <laughs> They're going to the national championship, Woj. I mean, we got Iowa. We're talking about defenses winning championship. What is Iowa? They are a defensive team. Mr. Phil Parker back there, Woj, a man I'm sure you respect. He turns out defenses. They lose people every year to the NFL. He turns out another defense. Riley Moss, shut down corner, probably one of the best in the nation. How many interceptions is he going to have this year? Over, under on 25. That's what it's at. Over, under on 25. I'm telling you right now, their punter, Woj, and yes, we're talking about punter. Their punter, amazing. Mr. Taylor, he's going to do it. This team has experience. The problem is they have a really tough schedule, but they're going to win every one of them over seven and a half. I think you're you're missing one key point in that whole uh, rant you had going on there, Wall, and that is uh, two words: Spencer Petrus, right? The 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 drugged up monkey that flails around behind the line of scrimmage as soon as the pressure gets to him. Um, he just cannot quarterback this team, and I just can't fathom another year of of sticking glass in my eyes by watching them run the ball in third and long situations. For me, it's tough. That said. Uh, you can set your watch by Iowa winning eight games, right? They might not contend yeah. for a national championship, but it's pretty set in stone that Iowa's going to win eight or nine games. You did mention the tough schedule, right? They got both Michigan State and Ohio – or Michigan and Ohio State this year. Um, but seven and a half is too low, right? This is not a team that – you know, the, the Ferentz knows how to win, and this is a team that's returning Ferentz, um, Spencer Petras as a quarterback, so he knows the system, and both coordinators. So – this is uh, I gotta go over. I gotta go over, right? Seven and a half is just too low. Hey, at least we're not playing North Dakota State at the first game of the season like we did that one year. We got South Dakota State this year, but yeah, the second I, best team in the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I 
at Ohio State, guys, at Purdue, at Minnesota. They get Wisconsin at home, great. It's going to be a tough game. They get Nebraska at home, still going to be a tough game. They have Michigan at home. I, I mean, this is a tough schedule, and that's asking a lot. They do usually get wins, but they usually have a cupcake schedule. This year, I'm going to be the Hawkeye fan that says the under, and I'm saying the under, unfortunately. Mm. I don't want to. It hurts me. It pains me, but I, I this is not a good schedule for them. They are Ugh. not a good enough offensive Ugh. team. Ugh. If they make a quarterback swap and something miraculous happens, sure, but they're losing too many options at running back. They're losing too many options in the offensive line. And yeah, they keep Riley Moss and, and a lot of their defense, but this is this is this is a not a good story uh, going guys into still the there? 2022 season. You guys still there? I threw my <laughs> mic across the room. I don't know <laughs> if I missed anything, but Woj, get Rick. Come on, man, get Rick. Blink twice if you're being held hostage. Yes, blink, we can't forced. see him, so that doesn't help. You, you you marry a, a Wisconsin fan, and the next thing you know, it's all come crumbling down. And I oh, hate have... Ferentz. <laughs> oh, Man, this game. This oh, got geez. us wild up. All right. All right. Listen, hey, we even got we haven't got to Wisconsin yet. They're a W, so they're later in the in the go here. Uh, and I have my thoughts on them too. But next up on the chopping block, who I've been big on for the last couple of years. I don't know if I can do it for three years in a row, but that's Maryland Wall. Uh, Woj, I don't know. Uh, my stuff is halfway across the room. I got to go get it. Let Story go first on this one. I don't even have my notes in front of me. Well, I'm not uh, I'm not as big of a fan of this program as you are, um, Woj, but uh, they're bringing Tualia back again. He's back again this year. Uh, I had mentioned it with, uh, with Iowa, but this is another one of the teams that's returning their head coach, their quarterback, and both their offensive and defensive coordinators. So um, Tualia was named third-team All-Big Ten last year. They've got a good uh, receiving core. They they landed a pretty solid receiver on the transfer portal from Florida, Jacob Copeland. Um, he was one of the top receivers in the SEC last year. And so now they got two threats, two outside threats. So they got Rakeem Jarrett. They got Jacob Copeland. Copeland. Um, and they've they've got uh, you know they've got Dante Demas back. Yeah. Yeah, they've got Demas back too. So. But you know they 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 could get off to a hot start, but they got a, they got a, a gauntlet coming up uh, in the midseason with Wisconsin, Penn State, and Ohio State in consecutive weeks. So that could make uh, you know the final game if you're looking at the over under against Rutgers a, a little more exciting. But um, I think that uh, w- with the number sitting at six, I, I think this is a six win team. So the most likely outcome is a, probably a push. So force to take aside, I'm going to go with an unexpected loss more often than not, and going to go with the under. You know what? I got myself collected here. I'm ready to go. Loxley, 13 and 23 at Maryland. I mean, come on. Before that, he was with New Mexico. He's 15 and 49 overall. That's total now. I I don't know. He just hasn't been putting teams together. I know we'll just been big on Maryland, and he can pronounce. I don't know this story got it right, but he can pronounce Tugaviola's name better than anyone. He practices it in the shower. You know, gets ready for the rundown podcast. Practice to stay in Tugaviola in the shower. So I'm going to go under six. I'm agreeing with Story here. I will say Copeland. Hey, Woj, you remember that man, right? You remember that boy, Mr. Copeland, wide receiver from Florida. He's heading over to Maryland. So yeah, Tugaviola's got somebody to catch. Florida. 
Yeah, that's, 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 that's a heck of a pickup for Maryland. I will say that. And it's a good sign for the program if they can get somebody like that. But I, I'm going to go with Story here. I'm going under six, and I like the point that Story made. We're going to get a push here maybe. You go under six, that Rutgers game, that's going to be the deciding factor. So, hey, baby, look to hedge last game of the season. Keep that in mind if you take this total. Yeah, Maryland's an interesting program. Tonga Vailoa, I've always been high on them. They have a great receiving core, one of probably the best in the nation, I believe, and Jared Diamas and Copeland. That's going to be that's going to be awesome. Um, but obviously, you have to have the quarterback to go along with it. Can Tonga Vailoa do that? Yet to be seen. Uh, they had six losses, uh, all to teams with winning marks, and those combined six losses, the score was 281 to 100. So uh, they don't do good against good teams. Uh, that just comes down to it. So we'll see how they do this year. I'm going to take the over. I, I do believe in Maryland. I do believe in Tunga Vailoa trying to turn it around. I'm probably going to eat my words, probably going to take them on DraftKings and get crapped on, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Uh, next up on the chopping block, though, is the Michigan Wolverines wall, the Big Ten champs from last year. What are your thoughts? It's a good football team, Moach. I mean, this is a contender. Um, I, I don't see any way they can't be. Last year, remember, beginning of the season? Oh, oh, baby, now it's coming back to me. Now I'm remembering Mr. Story was telling me there's no way that Michigan beats Ohio State. And what did they do exactly? They beat Ohio State. I think Michigan is going to be a really good football team this year. Hey, let's talk about their kicker. You know what? We don't talk about kickers enough. Mr. Jake Moody back there won the Lou Graza Award, which is the best kicker in the nation last year. Hey, that's important when you play a team like Ohio State. When you play a team like Michigan State in October, you know, you want a kicker that's going to make that game-winning field goal. So do not brush that under the carpet. Offensive line, I've already said it. This will be the best offensive line in the nation. They're picking up Mr. Ulu Watami from Virginia. Great offensive lineman he is going to be blocking for the man mr blake Corum. jim harbaugh gets it done i'm going over nine and a half on this one see i have concerns about that offensive line i i understand the talent yeah. but uh, you know an offensive line really needs to gel they need time to to work together um so since they're replacing most of their offensive line i'm not quite sure you know there's not going to be a whole lot of fantasy goodness on this team right um they're you know they've got stud weapons like blake Corum and roman Wilson, um, but this team doesn't really do everything that you want for fantasy stars. So, you know, Cade McNamara is not going to do anything wrong, but, you know, you're not going to get just huge wins. You got a nice soft schedule. Um, you know, Ohio State and Michigan State are two tough ones on there, but, um, and, and Iowa to a certain extent, uh, you know, they got to go to Iowa. So, and then, you know, but this team always finds a way to, to drop one, you know, last year, a bit of an aberration. Um, can they keep it all together again? Can they run it back this year? This one is tough. This one is tough. Like my heart says no, uh, but realistically with what their schedule's got on the docket, I think over on Michigan. I don't know what to think on Michigan. Yeah, they're a good team, but Ohio State's on a revenge tour this year. That's not going to happen again. So uh, I, uh, it's tough. I, I do. I, I, I probably would take the over. If I was going to bet this, I would take the over. But I would definitely not consider them in the Big Ten Championship. I think that's going to be Ohio State for sure. But they could be undefeated going into Ohio State. So uh, I'll, I'll take the over on that one. What about the other Michigan team? 
story. We got Mel Tucker Spartans. They uh, they did a big jump last season. Can they continue that without uh, Kenneth Walker? I don't think anybody would be surprised to see this team take a step back. Um, you know, fall back to earth a bit. I think they overperformed. Some of the metrics kind of uh, lend that out. Um, you know, the, they did get a pretty good replacement for Kenneth Walker, um, Ken Walker, uh, as he's going now in the in the NFL. In uh, Jalen Berger, who's a former Wisconsin running back who was expected to take over as the lead uh, running back last year and never caught on. Ches Moosey seemed to take that job, and then we'll get to, to who's actually going to be leading that the backfield later. Um, you know, they should be a bit better in defensive uh, on the defensive side, but they're going to be worse on offense, and in, in that's a bit of a concern. You know, they've got two really demanding games, but they're both at home. Ohio State and Wisconsin, um, you know, if they can go on the road and beat Washington in early September, I don't see how they don't get to eight wins, right? If they lose, they might still get there. Um, so for me, you know, you, you put it all together, get good receivers. Uh, Jaden Reed's still there, you know, good defensive linemen. Um, I'm going to go over. I, I think that this team is going to take a step back, but uh, I think they could still get to eight wins. Wow. I mean, just wow. I, have we disagreed on an over-under yet for the Big Ten story? I, I don't think so. I think it's coming, though. It's got to be coming. Something's got to give. This just cannot keep going on, people. But let me tell you, Mel Tucker is how Woj prefaced this team. He said, Mel Tucker's Spartans, I believe. I'm paraphrasing maybe, but nonetheless, he labeled it as Mel Tucker. He is the program now. Wow, did they come out surprisingly good last year. Title talk. I mean, there was title talk of them going there. Until they lost to that game to Purdue, they really did have an opportunity to do that, especially after beating Michigan. So I'm going to go over seven and a half. I'm going to agree with Story, but hey, that defense gave up 324 passing yards a game. You cannot do that. If they do that again this season without Mr. Ken Walker, as Story says he's going by now, without Mr. Ken Walker, they will not get over that seven and a half. But I think they're going to tone that in. I think the secondary is going to step up. I think they get over seven and a half. And I would hate to be that person that took Jalen Berger in a draft and he didn't play a snap for Wisconsin. I digress. Hey, uh, another running back that you guys are not talking about here. Yeah, Jalen Berger is great and all, but Jarek Broussard from Colorado transferred as well. I didn't know if you guys knew that or not, but he's going to be pretty good for them as well. He was a pretty good running back at Colorado. I mean, I, I guess it depends on what you think that they're going to run with, right? This is a team that likes to kind of have a lead back. Um, give most of the carries to to one. So I think one of these guys is going to end up leading that backfield. I think it's going to be Jalen Berger, but, you know, if Broussard has a, a nice camp, he certainly could show out and be the guy. But, you know, this isn't a team like, uh, you know, they're going to rotate through back. So kind of an interesting um, situation there. Wall, are you rowing the boat this year? Man, row the boat. That's Mr. Flex saying, and I, I'm glad you picked me first because – <laughs> I don't think Mr. Story is going to have anything nice to say about Mr. Fleck, but we, I guess we'll see when it comes up. But I am not rowing the boat this year. I will say I'm going to go over seven and a half, which, you know, that's wins we're talking about. I don't think they're going to be a great team, though, because I've heard people talking about them getting 10 wins on the season. I just don't see that happening. The boat they're rowing, I mean, they're going up stream in like a class five rapids. I don't they're not going anywhere. Which they're winning games, but they're not consistently winning the games. One thing, though, that could prove me wrong about them becoming a good team, a really good team this year is Ibrahim, right? That man, that was a devastating, devastating injury last year that he had. Sat out. He was he had the most potential out of anyone maybe in running back last year, but got injured and boom. He's back, though. He's got 
some stuff to work on, work through his injury, but he is a premier talent over there at Minnesota. You know, again, we're going back to this offensive line problem. They, they got some uh, problems. They don't have anybody except for the center that's played last year, well, that started last year. So he's got that to contend with. I don't know. I'm going to go over seven and a half, but I really think that people are over, you know, over buying this team. Yeah, I I uh I don't I don't see them getting to seven wins here or eight wins. You know, I got to go under seven and a half. Um, I I'm going to keep my emotions out in check again and not say that this is due to my extreme hatred of PJ Fleck. It has literally nothing to do with that. At the same time, I hate PJ Fleck. Uh, moving on. No, just kidding. Um, but um, yeah, I, I do. I'm also cheering for Mo Ibrahim. Right. That. I want to see that kid put it all together. He's got immense talent. Um, certainly is probably a, a day two pick in the NFL draft if he can put it together this year. Um, but this is a team. I don't know what they got in the water there, but they went through four or five starting running backs. They went through a, a rotation of ro- running backs last year. They couldn't keep healthy there. Tanner Morgan's good, but they lost Rashad Bateman a year ago. Um, I just don't see that there's that much offensive talent. This is a team that will randomly drop you know, a, a game against, you know, a, a Northwestern, for example, or against a Colorado uh, who are both on their schedule or New Mexico State. You know, they'll, they'll they'll put up 30 points one week and then they'll they'll struggle to put up 13 the next. So for me, there's too much inconsistency. They've got tough road games. Um, and like you said, well, they've got one returning offensive line starter. I, I just don't think that there's enough here. I'm, I'm going under. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, Minnesota's a tough one for me. I'd like to pick the over. Uh, I think Ibrahim, uh, they have a, a solid receiving core, returning a lot of returners, basically, uh, especially in the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think it's either them or Purdue that kind of pull the trigger and, and win some extra games that I wasn't expecting to them to win. Um, but we'll get to Purdue in, in just a minute. But yeah, I'm going to take the... I'm going to take the push. It's going to be right on the number. What, what is it at? Seven right now, guys? Correct? Uh, I'm seeing seven and a half. Yeah, that's oh, it is seven and a half. So there is the hook. So I, I can't I can't hit the push, but uh, I think I think it's seven. I think seven is a steady number. I think they they set the the number right pr- pretty good right there. Um, but we'll move on to another intriguing team because of a quarterback transfer. While I'm going to let you lead off with this since you're a big Texas fan, but the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yeah, I'm a big Texas fan, and we'll get to them when we do our Big 12 episodes. You, you guys stay tuned. I will say that, you know, Martinez, Adrian Martinez leaving Nebraska, it, it might be a good thing for that program. If you watched their games last year, they lost a lot of close games, you know, and people are chalking it up to randomness, which I, more than probably a lot of other people, understand randomness. But a lot of the times it was Martinez you know, throwing the ball away, fumbling the ball, you know, with five or six minutes left, giving the other team possession when they were inside the red zone. So it might actually be a good thing for Martinez to leave this program. And maybe he does well, you know, elsewhere. We'll see. Scott Frost, obviously hot seat. You know, this seat couldn't get any hotter. You know, he's in his BMW. The heated seats are malfunctioning. They're at 120 degrees right now because he needs to put a good team on the field this year. He needs to win games. I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to see a new coach next year. I'm going under seven and a half. How, how, how is this line seven and a half, right? I don't understand. The team 
you know, I, I've I've heard that this team referred online as the greatest three and nine team of all time because you know, they won some close games and they should have been six and six and blah 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 blah. They can step forward, but look, what's the common denominator over the last four years? It's Scott Frost and his inability to win more than five games in a season. He does not have the coaching acumen. He doesn't have the mindset to be a winning coach. Um, I'm not going to bet on a team to go from three and nine to eight and four when they just don't have the talent on, on both sides of the ball. I'm, ex- I'm excited for Casey Thompson. I'm in- interested to see what he can do. He's certainly a different type of quarterback than Adrian Martinez, and they've got some really great recruits. Uh, they were ranked as one of the top 10 in recruiting classes this year. Um, but this is not a team that is ready to take a five or win step forward. So under seven and a half for me. Yeah, I'm going under as well. I don't think Casey Thompson's that good, and you're taking a quarterback that's not that good who got beat by Hudson Card for a job on a team where Steve Sarkeesian, who's an offensive mastermind, is your head coach, and you also have the best running back in the country as your running back. Uh, He doesn't get any of that at Nebraska. He gets Scott Frost and a mediocre running-by-committee running backs. I mean, I don't see him excelling here. Maybe that works out to his benefit because he could use his legs a little bit more. I know he'd like to more than Hudson Card did, uh, but I just don't think he's that good. And I just don't think Nebraska overall is that good. I thought Scott Frost was going to get fired last year. I said that in our preview last year. Uh, So I think this is the year that Scott Frost will not be in Lincoln any longer. Well, well, you you might have been right last year, actually. He, remember, he took a pay cut. to He wanted to stay with the program, which I respect that, but he wanted to stay with the program, so he took a big pay cut and got rid of a lot of the staff. So you might have been right had that not come to fruition. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Uh, one of my hated teams in the Big Ten is next, and that's the Northwestern Wildcats. Story, let's start it off with you. Yeah, I uh, there wasn't a team that, that fell back down to earth quite as quickly as Northwestern going from um, the conference – title game to three wins in just a span of a year. Um, I hate betting against this team because I, I like Northwestern. I like the Wildcats. You know, we're here in Illinois. Um, and for me, I wouldn't make this bet um, unless you were forced to, but having to pick, I got to go under, right? There's just not a whole lot to this team. They lost some really great players. They lost, you know, their star, Brandon Joseph. Um, and they, they, uh, they, uh, their, their star safety, Brandon Joseph, so it's there's a very real possibility that they could go winless in the Big Ten. You know, they've got um, some matches against Duke, Southern Illinois, uh, and Miami that they could certainly win. But trying to get to four wins, picking this out of the schedule, you know, maybe Illinois gets there. I don't see it, though, going under. And, you know, and I say that, and this is a team with that could put it together on defense and run the ball, and they could score 17 points a game, and they could easily win six games. So for me, this is a um, – I'd like to stay away from this, but forced to choose, I would go under three and a half. You know what, Woj? I'm going to take the other side of the story here, but you know, I'm going to respectfully take the other side of the story because I, I like what he had to say about, you know, this was one of the toughest ones when I was looking through the Big Ten, especially one of the toughest ones that I, I could pick. You know, I, it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do, but I'm just going to go ahead and stick with it. I'm going to go over three and a half. It, it's a coin flip, though. Like Story said, there's no way on earth I would ever bet this, but for the fans, for the rundown nation, we're going through and giving you a pick for everyone. I, I like he, he's not inaccurate when he says they lost a lot of talent but what they did keep is they kept a lot of talent on the line and I know story like he's a bigger fan of those you know showboat wide receivers or quarterbacks or running backs but on the line they kept a lot of experience on both sides of the ball lost a tackle or two but 
I, I just like a Pat Fitzgerald coach team that has an experienced defensive line, has an experienced offensive line. So for that reason, I'm just going to go over three and a half on this one. I want to follow Wall uh, because they're an even number team. In 2018 and 2020, <laughs> they won the Big Ten division, correct? And then in 19 and 21, they both went three and nine, both of those seasons. So now, if if the trend holds correct, they're winning the Big Ten title or Big Ten West again. <laughs> it's solid uh, analysis there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but no, they're not very good. I just don't think they're. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald's a good coach. Good, I'm sure a good guy, and he does good with. Northwestern, but they're just falling into a large slump there. Uh, they have a couple teams they can beat. I think, Illinois, like I said, Illinois, Indiana is beatable, but um, I just don't know if they can compete even with the likes of Nebraska's and Rutgers and Iowa's and all that. So uh, let's move on to the Ohio State Buckeyes wall. The Ohio State Buckeyes, what do you have to say about them? Which, what do you think? you think they're going to come dead last behind Illinois? In the Big Ten this year? Is that what you're thinking? No, they're going to be first this year. They're going to be first in the Big Ten or in the nation, Woj? Uh, probably the nation. Uh, I think it's – yeah. I'll just call it here early. I, I think it's an Ohio State-Alabama national championship game. Whoa, on the hot seat, coming through. Loving it, Woj, loving it. But you know what? I'm going to say under, under ten and a half on the Buckeyes this season, baby. They got – the mighty Iowa Hawkeyes on the schedule. There's a loss for them oh, right there. You know they're going to drop to Michigan. You know, that's just it's just an under. It's an under season for them. Remember the last time that Ohio State played Iowa, Woj? It was, what, I, four years I ago? I do. I do. Yeah, they, they got spanked. Absolutely spanked. Iowa took that... them out to the woodshed, showed them what a real football team does. Hey, look forward to that happening again. That and, was that next stadium, though, correct? Yeah, that was at Kinnick Stadium. This year, the the, the uh, Hawkeyes have to go to the Horseshoe, I believe. So it's a little bit different scenario. But man, you, they got to play the Hawkeyes. That's that's just a rough. It's a rough draw for them. Let me say <laughs> let me say that on air. But uh, it, let's focus on something good about them. They got Knowles, Roach from Oklahoma State. Come on, defensive coordinator, Oklahoma State. He turned that defense around. I'm loving that. I'm loving that move over to Ohio State. I I really think that. Ryan Day made a great move. However he pulled those strings, I don't know. That's really going to help them get to the national championship. Really good team, but I am true. I am going to stick to the under 10 and a half. Yeah, no, I got to go over. <laughs> this team lost two first-round wide receivers uh, to the NFL draft, uh, and yet I think they got better. Um, the, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba is probably the best of those three. Uh, and they've got, you know, their pass catching weapons are probably among the best in the country. They got a top five, maybe top three running back in Travion Henderson. And of course, Heisman uh, trophy favorite, CJ Stroud. This team is minus 230 to win the Big Ten. Um, they're projected to win 11 games. Um, over under sitting at 11. I don't see a loss on this schedule. I don't think that this team, you know, if they can, you mentioned it, Wall, with Jim Knowles coming over from Oklahoma State, one of the best uh, defenses in the nation last year. If they can improve on that 38 uh, points per game given up in the in uh, the nation on defense, then I don't think that there's a team on the slate that can give them a run for the money uh, in their regular season. And it might just be Alabama. And I, I, I'm forced to choose right now. I think you're right, Woj. This is an Ohio State-Alabama year. 
Yeah, Ohio State, this is the easiest over I've ever seen. Uh, this is over. Hammering the over on this one. Uh, you have the three of the most electrifying players in each of their divisions and the most impactful divisions on the offense in your quarterback in C.J. Trout, your running back in Trayvon Henderson, and Jackson Smith and Najigba is just uh, a beast. I was running my DK stats the other day, just like a little preseason, and I'm just counting the games he he has over 200 yards receiving. Like, not not if he'll get 200 yards receiving the amount of games he will have over that. And I think I'm up to four. Um, so that's, that's awesome for Ohio state. I, I think that's the improvement with Jim Knowles as well. I, I think they're just going to get better on defense. Their offense is still going to be just electrifying. So uh, again, this could be an undefeated Ohio state national championship year. And I'm not a big Ohio state fan, but this is a fun team to watch, to be honest. All right, let's move on to the Penn State Nittany Lions. What are your thoughts, Story? Um, I I think this is a down year. I'm already going to give it out there. I'll get out of the way here, but this is a under for me. Look, look I don't put much stock in what happened in the Big Ten in 2020. What a uh, weird year, right? And I think this team is better than what they put on the field last year. The This team is good. You know, they got a, a, a potential all-star waiting in the wings behind Sean Clifford and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is about his 14th season as starting quarterback there, <laughs> or at least that's what it feels like. But at least he's got the same offensive coordinator uh, for the first time in consecutive seasons in his career. Um, they do lost very few components on defense, so they should be, still be good there. Schedule isn't too bad, right? They do get Ohio State and Michigan State, um, but those are both at home. Um, and then that road trip to Auburn isn't nearly as daunting as when it what it looks like or what, when it was scheduled. New head coach in Manny Diaz um, coming from Miami. I think they put it together this year. I, I I really think this team takes a step forward. I'm looking at over eight and a half. Well, that that makes sense, Story. I I don't want to argue with you too much. And obviously, you meant to say that uh, Manny Diaz is the defensive coordinator now. Uh, Sorry, James yeah, Franklin's the coordinator. Yeah, just slipped the tongue. I'm sure, but I I'm gonna go under eight and a half. I kind of agree with Woj. I I'm not gonna pound the table or jump your throat for picking the over on this one. But I, I agree that Sean Clifford's back and he's got talent. You know, and he is, he's been there for a long, long time. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know if anybody ever watched Texas, but I, I swear to God, Shipley Jr., the wide receiver with Texas, he played wide receiver at Texas for like eight years. I, I, I don't know what that was all about, but John Clifford is kind of that type of guy. He's been around forever. He's a super senior, I think is what they're calling it now. But with that new coordinator that story mentioned, Manny Diaz, this, this team could pick it up on defense and really, you know, become a factor in the Big Ten and even maybe greater than that. We'll see. But I, I'm still going to stick under at eight and a half. It's, it's a lot of wins to get. I don't think they're going to get there. Moving on, we have Purdue, the Boilmakers. I'll start off by saying they have the second best quarterback in the Big Ten and Aiden O'Connell. But he did just lose his best weapon in Mendel, uh, Mendel Wright, who is now suspended academically for the 2022 season, which is unfortunate for Purdue. Well, I'll let you start this one off. Well, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. He he definitely, in the Big Ten, as far as quarterbacks go, he has the best, as far as accuracy, arm. I, I wouldn't say that he's the second best quarterback in I don't know. Well, we won't get into it, but I wouldn't say he's the second best quarterback. I do think he's really good, though, Woj. And I think he definitely has the best arm. He's very accurate. He's got Tyrone Tracy now, Woj, wide receiver. Watch out for this guy. Stuff could happen. Purdue is a team that a lot of people that, you know, a lot of the people that talk, 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 you never hear them talk about Purdue. But now those chirping birds, they're starting to talk about Purdue. And it's got me wondering, like, 
you know, maybe this team is really going to be good because I have to always keep in check. I bet on Purdue way too much. <laughs> Story can attest to this way too Ooh. much. I, I, if I had to guess, no, they definitely are the team I've lost the most amount of money on. So I kind of have to keep myself in check. But now that I hear all these people talking and I look at their schedule, you know, Penn State, Indiana State, Syracuse, FAU, Minnesota, Maryland. I mean, those are games they could win. So they are in a position where I think they could do well. I'm going to go over seven and a half. Come on, Jeff Brom. Let's do it. Excuse me. Um, yeah, this one's tough. This one's really tough. That seven number is, seems poised right there. So well, you mentioned Milton Wright um, academically ineligible this year, but don't forget that they lost David Bell to the draft. Um, he's now on with the Ravens, um, who was by far their best receiver, best playmaker. Um, I think they take a step back, right? They went nine and four last year. Um, I'm not so sure. They've got a really good schedule, really easy schedule, right? Probably the easiest in the Big Ten. But they got a lot of coin flip games that are on the road, which adds difficulty to everything. So with a few breaks, I could see them finishing seven and five. But, you know, that's a push. So with that, I I certainly don't see an an eight-win team here. So I'm going under seven. I am going over, and I disagree with you. I think Milton Wright is just as good as David Bell, if not better. Um, that's foolish. Uh, he had better stats than David Bell last year. And yes, David Bell pulls more people to his side of the field, but, uh, Milton Wright is a great receiver in his own right. Then again, they do have other receivers, Charlie Jones from Iowa, which we know of, uh, he's a graduate transfer over there is going to help out on the outside. Uh, but yeah, I think this is Purdue, a good chance for Purdue. They have a good quarterback. They have a good foundation. They, uh, I, I just like Purdue. I think this is an over. I think uh, in the West, at least it ends up being a Wisconsin Purdue, but we'll get to Wisconsin in a minute. Um, let's move on to Rutgers. Uh, what do you think about Greg, Greg Schiano's return here uh, to Rutgers story? Do we have to talk about this team? <laughs> <laughs> We talked about um, Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, you know, it's true. We did talk about them last. last time. I, these guys are these guys are better than Vanderbilt, and I think they're better than two other teams in the Big Ten. So let, let's. Okay. Well, I want to hear your thoughts. To, to be fair, they won five games last year, and the odds makers have set their win total at four, four and a half now. Um, so it, they're probably more likely to go five and seven than four and eight. Uh, and for that reason, I would go over four. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see what they've brought in. You know, they've got a really good recruiting class this year. They brought it or Taj Harris transferred over. He's from Syracuse. Uh, and he's another one. It feels like he's been uh, in college football forever. Um, yeah, I want to be bullish on this team. I, I like the Rutgers program. Um, I like Shiano. So I'm going to go over. But uh, this one, it, it, uh, tread with caution on this one here um this is a team that is not known for big wins so just be very careful if you're betting this one come on i mean it's so hard to watch a team like this rutgers and they they moved to the big 10 just recently right and it just they haven't shown anything it's kind of like hey we brought in like a d2 school to play in the big 10 so they could try to compete against you guys and that's that's just how kind of how it's gone but this year, I am going to agree with Story. I think Mr. Shiano gets this team over that four. Worst case scenario, maybe we get the push at the four. The big key is going to be that Temple game. They play Temple the second or third. I'm looking at it, third week of the season. I, I don't know who's going to win that game. If if Rutgers does win that game, I think they go over 
at least push at the worst, because you know it's the Big Ten. You know they're going to be some kind of upset or something where Rutgers beats a Michigan State or beats a Penn State. Looking at the schedule, they don't play Michigan State, but I just think they're going to go over for worst-case scenario gets a push. Yep, uh, you guys know my thoughts. I, I I think Rutgers could win some games here. I think they're better than most people would put them. They're not good, but I, I still see that five, six. I, I may six might be strong, but five wins. Uh, I'm going to take the over on Rutgers this year, and I think I'm going to put that bet in. I've already looked over the games and like it, but we're going to move on to the last team in the Big Ten, and that's Wisconsin. Um, I do like Wisconsin. I'll get my thoughts out of here right away. I don't like their offense. Uh, Graham Mertz is questionable, uh, but they do have Braylon Allen, uh, obviously great running back in his own right. And I I think they are the clear West winner here. I do like the over in Wisconsin, and uh, I will be taking that bet as well. I think you're forgetting star playmaker on as a tight end, Jack Eschenbach, Woj. Okay, okay. Well, untested yet and coming off shoulder surgery. So uh, I do like Josh Eschenbach. We actually know his cousin, but uh, I will uh, we'll wait to see how well he does and fill the big Jake Ferguson shoes. That's fair. Um, I, I like Wisconsin. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of Chris, um, but uh, I do like the team. You know, this is a team that that's going to run the ball. They're going to run it down your throat. They've got their their jumbo offensive line package. Um, they're going to play suffocating defense, and that's going to work well, right? It's going to work well for them to win um, their a lot of games, and, and they're probably right at that number. But you know, they could still win the West doing that. But are they going to win the conference? Probably not. You know, they got tough matchups in Ohio State and Michigan State, both on the road. Uh, but they should be favored pretty much in every other game with the exception of maybe Iowa. So I'm I am, you know, personally, I'm stoked for what Braylon Allen can do. You know, last year, 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns um, as a true freshman. I'm only going to take a step forward this year. So that's really exciting. Um, but I'm going under. I got to go under. Um, there's just a, a lot of unknowns with well, not unknowns. We've seen it with Graham Mertz and he's just not a huge um playmaker um and so with without the aerial attack necessary to kind of balance it out i just don't think that they can get to uh 10 wins so i uh with it sitting at nine i'm going under i'm looking at that one right now at eight and a half story so i guess we're kind of saying the same thing i'm gonna stick with the under two you know obviously the the uh hook up on you not having it you got the full nine is a little different story but either way eight and a half i'm still going under well which i, I I think you picked the over on this one, right? I, I tend to not listen when you're talking, but I think I heard you say over. Well, th- thanks. Thanks for not listening when I'm talking. But yes, I took the over. All right. Well, that that's going to be good for you then this year because you just recently got married, right? I believe you got married. I'm told you did anyways. And and your wife is now a huge Wisconsin fan. So that's going to be good brownie points for you, no? Uh, you know, it's correct, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be unhappy if Purdue won the West. Or Iowa no, won the West, obviously. Is that where this but Iowa I, hate Wisconsin love is coming from, Woj? From your wedding? Sure hope not. I sure no, hope not. no, it's it is not. It is not. I, I hate Graham Mertz. I don't like Graham Mertz, but I like Braylon Allen, and I I think Paul Christ is under duress. I think this is either win or you're out. So this is uh, this is one of those years Wisconsin just needs to play well, and I think they do. Well, you're going to get some shade too, Woj. You actually said, I believe you said Josh Eschenbach. I'm not sure why, but it's it's Jack Eschenbach. So you're going to get a little love from this segment. You're getting a little shade from this segment. Let me tell you, I think Wisconsin has a young defense. 
They need that defense to perform well. Story already mentioned it. You got to love a football team. There's two of all the stuff I read. Obviously, we don't know who the real starters are yet, but of projected starters, there are two teams in the Big Ten that have a fullback listed. This is one of them. Hey, Woj, I'm going to pose this question to you. Who's the other team in the Big Ten that has a fullback listed as a starter? The Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, you're, you're damn right, Woj. That's the other team. The 2022 National Champions right there. They got a fullback listed as a starter too, but I love seeing stuff like that when I'm looking at the projected starters. Wisconsin's going to run the ball. They're going to run it down the throats. I just don't think that the defense that they usually rely on is going to be there considering how young they are under eight and a half. Wow. It feels uh, feels weird to, to agree with you on like 80% of these picks, Wall, but yeah, was, uh, was, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Story, for stopping by for the Big Ten preview and another one of our conference previews again. Uh, very much appreciate the rundown. Nation appreciates it. appreciates it. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's my pleasure, guys. As I said last time, I love talking football with the Rundown Nation. So anytime you guys want to have me back, I'm I'm more than happy. Um, and like I said last time, let's uh, let's get this football season going. You know, camps are starting up very quickly. So um, uh, just one last thing to, to note, uh, since we were talking about that eight and a half to nine wins, just uh, be aware. You know, there, there's different books out there. So be, make sure you're line shopping, finding the best line. That eight and a half might change my my. Uh, thoughts about Wisconsin over under, but uh, you want to look for the best line and the best odds on those lines. So just a little piece of advice um, for the Rundown Nation out there. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>